Hello, friends, and reenacting the beach scene from Rocky Three with Clubber Lang and Rocky Balboa. Here we are with Wayne Hunter and <laughs> Wendell Van Valen, slowly emerging from the surf, transformed by training together. Hello, gentlemen. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> hey, this is Wendell. And this is Wayne. Uh, we're uh, we're glad to have you with us. If you're still here after that, uh, <laughs> we don't blame you if you bailed, <laughs> or at least have some questions. So, was it Rocky Three? Was Rocky Three right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm an expert on that. Yeah. I, oh, Rocky I, Twelve I, or Thirteen? Or you're right. <laughs> they'll get they would get there before long. To yeah. Rocky Twelve or yeah. Thirteen. Uh, well, uh, today we're, we're going to talk a, a little bit about how grace. Uh, enables us or helps us to stay with, maybe is the word, the slow work of God in our lives uh, and in the lives of other people. Uh, we tend to think that that takes uh, determination or patience or um, some kind of toughness. But I think it also takes uh, this grace which is an awareness of God's presence with us, not measured by how quickly things happen or if they go the way we, sh- we want them to, or if, you know, that no matter, uh, even when it feels like it's taken a really long time and, and this can't be the, the right road or the right direction, that this trust in God's grace, that He is present with us, that He's involved in our lives. Uh, is what enables us. So grace enables us to uh, to walk with Jesus, not just uh, to experience His presence, but to to walk with Him through through that long, slow process of uh, following Him and helping others and, and staying with them uh, while they do that too. Does that kind of make sense? It, it's almost like if you, it's almost like the Deep down inside, grace does its most profound work when we can't see evidence, when we yeah. make some sort of choice to, no, I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay right here. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of hang in there with it. And there's no fireworks with that. There's no, you know, no bells and whistles, no parades, but there in time there's this profound deepening of grace's work when you just well be still and know that i'm right yeah and it can't happen any other way right you can't rush that no no and a lot of times there's we think well what's the next thing i need to do to move this process along right and and grace says to us that this moment is what God is doing in my life. Sometimes silence is what God is saying. Yeah. Sometimes stillness is where he's taking us. I wonder why we're addicted to chronology. I wonder why we're addicted to the next. Yeah. It 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 it's almost like I don't know, it's almost like a control issue. Okay, I got another peg I can hang my hat on. I've got another something I can put in my pocket and say, well, I got that. I've acquired right. that. Yeah. You know, my estate has grown 
this much. Right. It's almost like we have this spiritual yeah. estate we're building. Or yeah, maybe it just goes back to this idea that we're still trying to prove our worth. That something has to be happening. I have to be making progress, taking steps, accumulating more, uh, proving something rather than being settled in this truth that God loves us uh, and and is with us, that that's not enough, that we have to have something more in addition to that. Yeah, we need God's love plus progress. Yeah, right. And he's like, no. Right. And, and, and the problem is I think we get so focused on the progress that we we do miss right. the right now. Yeah. We just miss it because we're pre- you can't look at both at once. Right, yeah. So just to be clear, it's safe to say that grace is not unlike a training regimen that a heavyweight fighter, say like a clubber lane, <laughs> would put together for another heavyweight fighter, say like a Rocky Bubble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the point is? <laughs> I, don't, I just really wanted to come back to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm curious as to how much of it is, um, it's just our nature to want to be comfortable mm. and to avoid hard things. And so when things get hard or when things get awkward or when mm. things get difficult or they require something extra of me, well, I'm, I'm ready to move on uh, or I get bored. Right. Yeah. And so how much of God's presence and how much of God's grace is, is on the other side of struggle it's on right. the other side of boredom it's on the other side of awkwardness yeah now, and i think we tend to expect grace to deliver us from those things right to be the answer to those yeah. instead of finding it in it in it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know it, it dawned on me when you first start talking about this wayne just today it dawned on me that if if we're aware of this moment, if we're finding grace in this moment, the 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 more you, okay, this is a stupid analogy. When I was a kid, I deer hunted with my uncle in the Rockies. We were walking through the woods, and he he like clotheslined me with his arm, stopped me. He said, "Wendell, stop." He said, "I smell deer," and I was like, "What?" He said, "Yeah, I smell deer," and so I stopped and looked and looked, and finally there they were. Well, I hadn't smelled anything. So over the years I've deer hunted, I can now smell deer. You don't smell like deer. No, no, you no. Smell I can deer. smell okay. them. Okay. Got and it. the first one I ever smelled was like 100 yards away, uh-huh. which is weird. But but I had really honed in on that awareness. Right. I'd, I'd really, if my uncle, uncle can smell deer, maybe I can. Mm-hmm. So I started to really become aware of that and really focus on that and lo and behold and i taught my son that right so he can do that now so so you're aware of what you 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 see what you really concentrate on you smell what you really concentrate you hear what you know that's good and so to me the longer you live in the more time that goes by when you're actively living in the moment i think you begin to see breadcrumbs and hints and little you catch glimpses and whispers yeah yeah yeah. but they don't become your focus they just become confirmation yeah yeah this is the way to live it it, this is the way 
But it's no longer the big thing that you're looking for. It's the, yeah. it, it's, I know God's at work here. I right. know he's at work. Right. And, and I think sometimes we think too that, that this moment, if I can, if I can recognize God's presence in it and the grace at work in this moment, I can figure out what the next thing is or, oh, yeah. or where it's going. Strategize. Right. Rather than this is what God is is after yeah is this presence with us that there's really this sense in which it's he's not really worried about building it towards something nearly as much as as we think that god enjoys this moment in this place uh with us and his desire is for us to experience that be aware of it to wake up to to this presence that is at, all around us the smell of God's presence. Yeah, yeah. To pick up on that. Yeah. Well, it, um, confession. I don't like to travel. Don't know why. I just, well, just don't like to. And for some reason, I stress over breakdowns, like mechanical breakdowns mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So all my life, I've not liked to travel much. And that's part of it. It's not the whole thing. It's part of it. And since I've been on this grace adventure the last 10 or 15 years, it's interesting when I think about that now, I think, but you might have some encounters with people that you would never, ever know mm-hmm. in the history of your life. Right. And you might have that encounter, and it, and it might be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And it might be something that would change their life and yours, and you're, it, it would, you would never be the same. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, okay, I kind of... Yeah. How many other things do we stress about, worry about? But if you stop and think about it, but if that did happen, that would force human encounters. Right. Where we would experience grace yeah. in that moment. Yeah. There would be opportunities and possibilities that we wouldn't have otherwise. Threats become opportunities. Right. Yeah. We we kind of get it. And maybe that's what it takes for us to begin to recognize grace is is. We stay in the same relationships and the same conversations and the same books uh, all the time. We never travel. And, yeah, we don't yeah. travel. And so <laughs> I'm telling on myself. <laughs> we, we, we don't understand the myriad ways that grace can show itself to us, all the faces it can take on and the voices, uh, all the places God shows up, will show up. But I think, Wendell, what you're talking about is like fundamentally re-understanding life. Yeah. Like I think most of us, and myself included, understand life as if it's if it's not forward or upward and to the right, then somehow, some way, I'm failing mm-hmm. at life. So to understand a breakdown in the middle of nowhere as an opportunity for something sacred to happen rather than an interruption, rather than a failure, rather than, you know, I've screwed up mm-hmm. or, or, or to see that as I'm somehow being victimized, I think is a huge re-understanding and a, a re-shaping of, of life and of how you do life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm even rethinking my own death. I mean, I'm not morbid. I don't have a death wish. You know, I, fig- I figure I've got several years left. But I've thought dying will be a whole new adventure that I used to fear with everything I have. And I think, you know, there's going to be grace moments then 
that are impossible to experience any other time. Mm-hmm. And there's a friend of ours uh, that, that we all know who's dying here in the church. He, he's just old and is, he's dying. And he's exploring the possibilities of grace in his dying. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm sitting amazed. I'm thinking, I hope I do that. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And it, it is, this is a whole different way of uh, what am I looking for uh, in this moment? Am I looking for some something that will help me move further upward and to the right in, yeah. in my life? Or am I looking for how grace is at work in this moment? And is is that really enough? You know, is my life fulfilled by that without the applause or the accomplishments or the yeah. titles or whatever else that may mark that movement to the right and up that we that we can let go of that and and really look at life differently it, i don't know if this applies it's come to my mind several times all of us are parents here do you remember those times and and jb you still have little smaller kids we have our kids are grown but now we got grandkids on christmas morning or whenever it is you do your christmas thing there's a series of boxes with billy bob's name on it you know he's your child has all these boxes you see them scattered around and and you have taken great delight in what's in several of those boxes it's when you purchased them when you built them bought them whatever you did and you're thinking this is gonna be so cool it's just gonna, the look on their face is gonna be you know and they open the box and they look and they throw it to the side and they start scrambling for the next box and you're like oh, and I think from God's perspective, it's like, you missed it. Yeah. I, I've, I've done all this. I, I wrapped it. I, I created this moment. Right. And you just ripped the package open, and now you're looking for the next package. Yeah. And and so when you say look for grace in the moment, it's not just what is good for me. Yeah. It's like, what does this make God feel like? Yeah, right. God's in. God is fully right. invested in this moment, and we're saying to him, well, thanks a lot for that, but didn't there's another one with my name on it, didn't there? Right. Yeah. And he's saying, "Well, I, I, I spent years preparing that one for you." Yeah. So if, excuse me, if I'm listening, and I appreciated your analogy about smelling deer, how 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 do you cultivate that? Like, what you've you've obviously come a long way in your walk and your faith, how you see life, how you see God. How do you cultivate the ability to smell deer or to sense the sacred in the moment? We've said it over and over. I let God love me the way he wants to. So that when I go to bed at night, I no longer say, how did I do today? I say, how did God do today? That's my focus, not me. How far did I go did I hurt anybody? Did I help anybody? I, none of that goes through. How well did I do at loving other people and God? None of that goes through my mind now. What I think about is how did God do? Man, he, God was unbelievable. And when that happened, then my focus all the time is now not just on when I put my head on the pillow, but all throughout the day, what Wayne is talking about is I want to find God in this moment. And I want to celebrate. I don't want to wait till bedtime to celebrate. I want to celebrate now, 
in my spirit what God is doing. So when I see him active in somebody else, I want to call that out. Do you see what God's doing here? And a lot of times people are like, I didn't see that, but now I do. So it becomes a mutual party. It becomes a not just me. It's you're celebrating grace. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that's how that that works out is I just try to get in this habit of reminding myself that God is doing something all the time yeah in every conversation every encounter and so I don't I try not to think about what am I supposed to do in this moment but what is God already doing yeah that I can recognize and I can experience and share with this person that I'm with or if if I'm by myself that I can share with God uh well, and in a sense, it is like a Christmas morning celebration for a child. Mm-hmm. Man, God, you you yeah. got this for me. Yeah. You know, I yeah. never imagined that I would get this from you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, and let me here apologize that it wasn't Clubber Lang. It was Apollo Creed that helped Rocky. I'm really sorry for that error, but really glad that you were here for this episode of On Grace. I'm Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us, we serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Thanks again.